Hello everyone and welcome to Create Stories of students creating their future through hard work, determination, and of course, personalized course curriculums at the University of Montana College of Business. In this episode, we sit down with Masters of Business Analytics candidate, Megan Alvey. Megan is preparing to enter her spring semester while also trying to figure out which direction to go for her capstone project. Moving from California, the winters have been a welcomed addition to her life in the last three years, right here calling herself a Missoulian. If you're interested in the MSBA program, you're going to love this episode. So we're back. Megan, thank you so much for joining us here on the College of Business podcast, Create. Uh, Welcome. Welcome to our podcast studio. Welcome to headquarters. And uh, how's your day going so far? My day is going pretty well. Uh, the snow stopped. It's a little warm. It's still under 40 degrees, but, you know, I can't complain. Yeah, been a little gray. We got some snow on the ground, but, you know, we're entering a new semester. Things are good here. Things are good. Mm-hmm. Um, Megan, for our listeners, can you briefly introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Megan Albee, and I am in the Master's of Business Analytics program at the University of Montana. Uh, I have my undergraduate degree is a Bachelor's of Science in Journalism with a double minor in Global Politics, Media, Arts, Society, and Technology from the California Polytechnic State University in San Luis Obispo, California. Uh, Kind of a mouthful. You could call it Cal Poly. We play (laughs) each other in football, uh, for those who aren't familiar. And yeah, now I'm here at the podcast. Yeah, awesome. And you're in Missoula, and you've been here for three years. So for folks listening who are thinking, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not from Montana. I go to a UC school, or maybe I'm from out of state. What has been your experience living in Missoula for the past couple of years? Yeah, my experience in Missoula for the past few years has been great. It is a mixture of arts, outdoors, and basically all of the things I love. Um, Having moved from sort of mid-California and San Luis Obispo, just right between San Francisco and L.A., It was a faster pace of life, and here in Missoula, there's really a chance to slow down, but you're still around some great business opportunities and um, hiking areas, fishing, basically all things that I've I've wanted. Yeah, and a graduate school that offers a Master's of Science in Business Analytics, just uh, coincidentally, right? Yeah, coincidentally. How did you come across the, the program? Yeah, I was looking around at master programs that were um, along the lines of business with a background in journalism. I went straight into marketing and marketing in California, working with a variety of clients, Um And I knew that despite the industry I was in, I wanted something a little more than marketing, copywriting, social media strategy. And I was looking at master's programs at the university and the MBA wasn't quite it for me. I wasn't really interested in managing people. And then I came across the master's of science in business analytics. And I was very curious about the opportunity to learn programming because that is such an up and coming field. It's already a big field and it's something I've always been like kind of a tech nerd. So it kind of like resonated with me. And then the opportunity to use my communication skills and my storytelling skills with um, 
the backing of statistics because uh, like the proof's really in the pudding and um, with the data and the math and the programming you really have almost a complete story and you have um, a lot of backing in what you say and what you're doing. So you were in marketing mm-hmm. and a lot of ways in a lot of ways it sounded like as we were talking before we hit record you were noticing geez a lot of this a lot of this information we have here in this marketing firm could be used to harness or all this data that we have um, how are we using it well maybe we're not using it to its best of, to the best of its abilities and so talk through for folks out there that might be in a position where they they know, you know, in the back of their minds, in that spot in their brain where they're thinking, boy, we have all of this data. And you hear things like data is the new currency and data is power, and, but they might feel powerless. Like how, have, how has the last semester helped inform, if you could go back in time now with the skills that you have, what, what, would, you, what would you say or how, how could it have been done differently? Yeah, so... Um, something I immediately think about is that at the previous marketing firm I was working at, it was a very creative-based agency. So I worked almost as a liaison between a client and the creative campaign that they would want to run. And with creativity and even writing comes a lot of feedback and editing and, you know, I love this idea, but like, let's change it. And um, big campaigns, and sometimes I would be frustrated with a client sort of, it's hard to put words to, but without getting into a lot of marketing jargon. Sure, yeah. But, um, you know, sometimes there's decisions that were made based on an inherent gut feeling, which aren't always wrong but there's a lot of opportunity to make decisions based on the numbers and the data you see. Yeah, oh, I think we should do green. I think we should do red. Well, we could test it. We could also just test it. Yeah, we can test it, and you can have such a great marketing campaign idea, and then it's like, oh, you know, I don't don't really want to go. Like, I don't think that's it. And, you know, it could be so subjective when really – it shouldn't be as subjective. There's a lot of data and there's a lot of numbers that back up uh, creative decisions. And then something that really tied that to uh, my last semester is I was working with a survey from a uh, Nike product marketing survey. So the University of Montana worked with Nike to put together what trail runners want in their shoes. Like, what type of shoes do they want? Like, what features are they looking for? What products do they lean toward? What are their habits? And something that you can get with, um, you know, data, you always have your metrics, your KPIs, you know, your click-through rates, and you can't always understand the reason why people make the decisions they do. And in this survey, it really showed people's purchasing habits and put it on a scale that actually gives insight into what they value, um, what that added value or that brand positioning actually 
equates to in numbers, which I found super interesting. And then you could take that survey and you can build your product based on that. And not just based on high numbers, but based on statistical testing, uh, clustering, regression. And you could really dive into these insights for a product, for marketing, that really backs everything you're doing. Mm -hmm. Now, is marketing after you're finished with the program, is that an area that you're wanting to get back into with your newfound skills? You know, I would... I can't say no because I do enjoy it to an extent, but another part of me wants to explore either just something um, something different. I'm really interested in product experience analytics, so um, just data and metrics around how people use things, how they use your products, their habits, and... Um, sort of into the minds of that and then also into supply chain and logistics because I see as you know the world becomes more connected than ever and such an internet of things that uh, supply chain and logistics are going to be more needed like more needed than ever as uh, I think as everything moves forward you know with the world that is really cool. It's it's fun to think about. Like, hey, I'm going to this MSBA program after graduating. It does in some ways feel like, oh, the world is kind of my oyster. You know, when, when you're looking at, all right, maybe it's product side, maybe it's supply chain side. On the product side, that's really interesting to me. So is that like understanding how people use software or is that how people use home goods? Is that kind of anything on the product side that interests you? Talk to me about that. Yeah, I think anything is game for that. Uh, I recently also worked with Onyx Maps. Oh, yeah. They came to our class. They gave us sort of a, uh, I, I want to say a fake data set, but it's not fake. It was just uh, anonymized. I don't know if that's a word. Close. Yeah, I think it, so. It's yeah. close. <laughs> right. it, it's Basically, Onyx Maps gave us a data set that was clean so we couldn't tell who the users were. And then they sort of just said, give us insights to how people use their, this product. Tell us about churn. And there's actually like a package in R, the programming language, that tells you when a, con when a consumer is going to churn, when they're going to leave your product. So there's so much you Whoa. can do. And I just thought that was so interesting. And there's a lot of ethics as well, because as we've seen with like Cambridge Analytica and some other areas that uh, data is very sensitive, but I think the whole product user experience is just very interesting to me because it goes into the why and the reasonings behind people and what they do. Mm -hmm. And with a background in journalism, I'm just a very curious person to begin with. And I, I'm kind of like looking for patterns and I'm looking for stories again. But instead of talking to everybody and all the people I can find, you know, I could still talk to people, but I could still gather my own uh, insights and let the product speak as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting with churn. You know, you mentioned, oh, it kind of predicts, did it predict when, okay, the average lifetime of a customer is this, here's this cliff, and then you as a business 
Onyx or whoever do with this information with what you wish, but understand that there's this cliff and what are you going to do about it? And yeah. And, and so what would some, I guess on the product side, then is that something that then in your position you would hand off to say the marketing team and say, okay, here's the information. Now you need to do a better job of retaining this customer past X amount of months or product team. You need to build features in the product that keep people more engaged. And, and I see what you mean that there, is, there are some ethical questions about, well, okay, are our metrics, you want them to check this app five times a day, but they're only checking it three times a day. Maybe we can send them a text message to check it more. So yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. And a part of that is drawing more connections. So instead of just passing off the report and telling people to do what they want with it, it's also giving recommendations and understanding a business person's goal. Um, that's something that our program here at the MSBA really drives home is that, you know, you could do all the tests you want, but at the end of the day, you are answering a business question and you're thinking of business questions and you're creating something that's impactful that you can make recommendations on or explain why something does or doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really exciting. So next semester, Capstone. Have you thought about the Capstone Project? And for listeners who don't know what the Capstone Project is, can you give them a quick elevator pitch on what is the Capstone Project? I think we'll be bringing on Andrew Connor to talk about this too. So we'll we'll have him on and a couple other students to talk about their Capstones. But I'm always really interested in what are students diving into and what a cool opportunity. Yeah, so the Capstone Project is basically your final senior project where you can pick any area of interest for you and you develop a data analytics problem that you will be engineering or uh, finding some sort of answer to or creating. So data engineering, you can create something or analytics, you can forecast, you could predict something. And it's nice because it's anything you want it to be within limits. And the goal is to make it something impactful that you could just hang your hat on and it's something you know the ins and out of that you could talk to and talk about in a interview and have a really nice portfolio uh, with it. And then personally, for my capstone, I'm exploring a couple different areas. Um, Over the summer, I was a part of a fellowship by Correlation One. and I did a big project on food insecurity in the United States and the impact of farmers markets. So Ah. what does that look like? We had a big data set from Feeding America, which is one of the largest nonprofits for food insecurity. We paired it with census information and we really found we we couldn't find anything, which was kind (laughs) of sad between the connection of farmers markets and food insecurity. But I was really curious about food insecurity alone. I, from an anecdotal perspective, I think farmers markets are very tourism based. I don't really understand, not, I don't quite see them having an impact on food insecurity. If you look at the average person who goes to a farmers market, mm-hmm. sometimes it's more of a leisure based activity. Um, it could be even more expensive as well. And, and grocery there's, store. Yeah, and there's not always federally uh, 
federal or state-sponsored food uh, benefits. You know, not every place accepts SNAP. Um, so I've kind of leaned into food insecurity and looking at Montana in particular and seeing what the impacts of food insecurity are. Um, I'm still trying to formulate a good business question, uh, really something that could be impactful and a lot of people in their capstone work with a client right now. I'm sort of running on my own. I don't have a client, Mm -hmm. which is hard to measure impact because you can make impact for a client. You could talk about what they want to see and you can build that, you know, you could Uh. answer questions they have, but I'm sort of flying on my own right now and exploring a lot of options. Yeah. And you're at the same token, you are, you have questions about this that you want answered, right? Yeah, kind yes. of. There, yeah. There's questions I want answered, and then I have ideas of what could be impactful, um, especially with what we saw with supply chain during 2020 and a lot of uh, food banks um, and just food shortages, uh, food getting hung up at ports. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of supply and logistics that go into it, as well as budgeting um, and policy. And with my background in journalism, I'm like, oh, this is so interesting because global politics, I was very policy based. I was very uh, writing and looking into foreign policy and looking into how people um, sort of create the things within their country. But now I'm looking within state level. Yeah. So it's interesting to bring things together. And then I have a backup capstone project, which is looking at can the company I am working for right now, I'm a marketing specialist there part-time, can they offer free shipping? Which is a little more, it sounds simple, but it's very complex. No, complicated. It's very complicated. How does it impact the bottom line? How does it impact sales? You know, okay, if we offer free shipping, will sales go up? So... And it's not even just sales. So they're an online auction company ran across across five different platforms. So they're looking if you could get people to bid on one object, you know, and drive up the price $5 for everything. They don't even have to buy. But if they're bidding on something and they're driving up the price for somebody that is going to buy that item, you know, that impacts it as well. Wow. Lots of variables. Lots of variables tricky and um new company so there's not a lot of clean data you want to drop it you want to drop the name of the company because yeah. there's some inside oh, info yeah. on the company right <laughs> don't yeah. we have a connection to this company yeah yeah davis brothers auction davis brothers auction check yeah. it out we'll check link it, it in the show notes thank you yeah. that will be great cool. i've been working on pr that's it pr here you are on a podcast yeah um Megan, that's awesome. Uh, for somebody who is, like I said, thinking, boy, you know, I've, I've been in, in, the, in, in the market for a while. After graduation, I've been working, um, and I'm considering an MSBA, a, a master's program at the College of Business at the University of Montana. Um, any advice you'd have for them heading into their, heading into their first year, or at least ha- making that decision uh, to, to take the plunge or not? Yeah, um, hard one. I... I have to think about this two seconds. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I think the advice I would give is to just be ready to learn. Be ready to put in effort and 
sort of take in everything. I started this program and I never worked in Excel. Um, I, I'm computer savvy, so of course I can open a program and I can learn how to put in numbers, but I, I don't know the shortcuts. I, I failed statistics in community college and this program requires you to really know statistics through and through. And um, I, I just think by applying yourself and really being open to learning and honing into the ways you learn and really honoring that and giving it your everything, um, you'll get all of it that you put in back. You know, even if it's the implicit values and the connections you make. There's so much to this program that is laid out on the table. You just have to go and you have to work hard to get it. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Can we put your contact info in the podcast so if folks have other questions about the program, they can they can follow up? Yeah, of course. Cool. Um, Megan, thank you so much for being a guest today with us. We really appreciate it. And uh, hope you have a great semester. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode with Megan. If you're interested in the MSBA program, feel free to reach out to the University of Montana College of Business in the show notes, and we'll see you next episode.